Welcome back to Cozy Kings Radio. Another exciting, super exciting, amazingly exciting episode. Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay, Volcano Bay episode. Uh, we weren't really planning on doing one, but then we went to Volcano Bay uh, two days this week, early October. We just upgraded our passes and like, I had never been there and we went twice in three days. And so that was fun. And um, you had been there once on like a comp ticket. Yeah, I went once last spring and it was honestly not that great when I went last spring. So I didn't quite feel the need to return this quickly. Well, this quickly, it's over, it's been a year and a half. Um, but I figured the pass upgrade, I think for Florida resident upgrade, renewal, I think the only difference was like 60 bucks to upgrade to a three park. So yeah. I was like, well, we'll just chip away at it instead mm-hmm. of spending a whole day there feeling like we're, you know, yeah. wasting money. What if we just went and just, you know, did a couple quick trips and then worked away at all the water slides. And we actually worked away at them immediately on yeah. Monday. We went or, Monday morning, it was raining a little bit, it was overcast, yeah. the weather really was was not pretty, but the park was open and uh, we had got early entry with our preferred three-park pass. And we had an amazing time. We got on all the slides, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had no problem. We, we killed like the whole resort in four hours. We were so into it that we actually came back today on Wednesday to go back. The weather was really nice today, which meant that more Given they're closed on Tuesdays and Thursdays right now, it was definitely a little more crowded. And then the water park is closing early November through March next year as a, as the first of a winter closure, a kind of a combination of maintenance needs as well as 2020 and their you know, the attendance being lower due to the travel restrictions around the country and the world. So um, they gave us two extra months on top of our pass as like an apology for being closed, you know, because we got three, three park passes. So now we're so. good through March 2022. So uh, that yeah, feels nice. That's nice. <laughs> so yeah, well, today we'll talk a little bit about Volcano Bay. I'm sure you guys are all somewhat familiar with the existence of this water park. Uh, it definitely is one of the most talked about around the world. And uh, since we kind of really got to experience everything around the park, really, really kind of got to feel the vibe and the in and outs of the resort. Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and talk about the park, uh, our experience with the attractions, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what some of our favorites were. I'm excited about talking about our favorites. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be the episode. Our traumatic experience with one of the slides. Yeah, I can't believe it. So, won't give away too much, but I wrote the slide a year and a half ago, and I absolutely loved it. But I wrote it after I wrote another couple things, and I was kind of prepared. And then this time I wrote it, and, like, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't pretty. Uh, was, so, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But we'll uh, talk about that later. Later in the episode. So, we'll go ahead and just kind of start off about, like, the overall theme of the resort, uh, the vibe. So I want to start the parking structure, really, because um, <laughs> Volcano Bay is one of those parks that was kind of put into place where Universal had a little bit of room left. And they were like, well, this is going to fit for the water park. And so they put it um, on the west end of the resort, southwest end of the resort, in like a triangle, a triangle between the I-4 uh, Interstate Freeway and Turkey, Turkey Lake, Lake Road. Road, which is you no know, the road that runs behind the resort. So it's kind of like and this, Cabana Bay. This yeah. triangle. Cabana Bay was already added in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2010 yeah. or 2014. It feels old. I think it's actually. Didn't we? Couldn't we? Like for? I think it was remember. 2014 because it was Diagon Alley. Because we were. Oh yeah, we talked about this. We couldn't remember. It's like the Mandela effect. I feel like I could remember Cabana Bay being an older 
expansion, but I think it was 2014. It was 2014 because yeah. it was it was and then it Sapphire right was 15, and then Ventura, you know, Aventura was 17. Was, or I Aventura was 16. No, because it, it, like it opened after the water park. Okay, so the water park was 2017. Yeah. It opened in, in 2018. 2018. August 16th. Wow, National Roller Coaster Day. Wow. I mean, there's nothing related to roller coasters in uh, Volcano Bay. But um, well, anyway, so coaster. how it starts, because <laughs> of the location of the, of the water park, there is no parking nearby. So when you park in the parking structure, there is special parking for Volcano Bay, which is kind of cool. Then you board a bus, and you take that bus to the far west, south, southwest end of the resort, and that's where Volcano Bay is located. You get out, you go through security, then you go underneath a tunnel, which is the freeway entrance and exit. And then you go up a set of escalators to get to Volcano Bay. So it's a little bit, like, you definitely have to travel, like, from the one end of the resort nature to the other end. of getting to the park is actually, I kind of find it, I mean, the bus station, like, where you board the buses from the parking lot is, like, not cute. Like, it looks very temporary. I think we talked about this, and we're like, maybe they're not exactly sure how they want to go about getting people from the, from the parking garage to the park right now, as far as, like, traffic flow. And like the logistics end, so they're not doing a lot of like permanent infrastructure until they really have an idea of like what they can and can't do. It's a bit strange because the water park has been open for three years and it's been the same setup. It just looks so temporary. On my first visit, the buses were really crowded, and I was like, "Wow, this this is kind of wild." We have to all go into like a physical public transportation kind of bus. Yeah, we're all wearing swim shirts and shorts, and it's Florida, so it's real effing hot out, and everyone's sweating, and it's especially on the on the way back, people are wet, and so I didn't quite think it was that great of a product. I kind of really thought that the infrastructural um, involvement of you getting from your car to the water park was really not very ideal. Um, I will say that now with COVID, I mean, we were we showed up early. We had pretty much the buses to ourselves. So yeah, we got really assigned improved. seats, which is nice. They yeah, they do assign seats now, which is kind of pleasant. Groups, yeah. And like so the time of day, that, advantage, yeah. Yes. The time of day that we arrived and the, the time of day that we left the park on both days, it was like the buses were non-issue. Which is funny. Like I'm surprised that they have security after the buses. So like, if you go through security with something that you've have on your person that you can't have you have to take a bus back to your car which i do know they have a bunch of metal detectors located in the parking structure before you board the bus right. so maybe that's something they use on like busier days just to ensure that you don't get that shuttle effect where too many people come back um, <coughs> so i'm not entirely sure because i really am not trying to toy with volcano bay on the weekend they always like reach yeah. capacity and water parks when they're busy they're really not my gig i yeah. really don't like water, water parks, parks when they're, they're busy. busy are really hard to enjoy like it's hot even the if you're hot. just trying to kick it in the lazy river like it just isn't it it's hard to find an inner tube it's too crowded too many people too close like but yeah. of course like our crowds on our visits especially our first day our our monday where the weather was over it was warm but overcast so no sunglasses or sunscreen necessary Super comfortable. We did get a couple spots of rain, and everything was a walk-on, which was exhausting because that meant climbing all the way to the tops of these ride, these slide towers in one go, and then going down the slides immediately. And yeah, continuing. especially on the no the the three drop sides, which we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit. They are located on top of the volcano, about 128 feet up, if I'm not mistaken. And um, walking those 209 steps, as the fun fact yeah. says, and fun to ride. Um, several times, I mean, at least like three or four times. Yeah. It gets a little tired, especially if there's no line because you walk right on. So, yeah. <laughs> and it sucks getting up there. If you're like, if it's a walk on, you, by the time you get up there, they're ready for you to slide. You're like out of breath and you're like, I have to hold my breath for a minute. 
to like slide on these things because otherwise I will be taking on water and it's like really stressful. Honestly, <laughs> like it stresses me out. This is how we almost died at Volcano yeah. Bay. I mean, that's part of it. That we'll get into that later. Um. So yeah. So you take the bus over and then you go through security, walk on these, and tunnel, then you go under the yeah the slope and the tunnel is cute. It's got like the big puka conch shells that are all like glowing. They do a nice job. It reminds me of like Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye at Disneyland because they had like this really long connection basically getting you from your car to the park is a lot like anaheim getting you from adventureland to the show building of Indy, and so you kind of like yeah it's kind of cumbersome but you also feel like you've gone to another place like by the time you get you go under the tunnel and then you take the escalator up to the entrance of the park and like they do a really good job like the tree line the sight lines are pretty solid you can hear the cars that's really the only thing is just like the buzz of traffic of like resort traffic and also freeway traffic or public traffic and that's kind of just a theme with the park is like if you're on a perimeter of the park you can hear traffic in some unless you're bordering um cabana cabana bay the, where the park meets cabana bay is really like one of the only quiet places in the park yeah again it's wedged between like major infrastructure public infrastructure so the water park does have a couple of silent issues here and there where you are really yeah i mean there are slides that hover over yeah once you're in the, on the slide towers over, it's kind of game over you're on ground level like yeah. it's pretty and there's you're you're in volcano bay and it's cohesive and stuff but once you're once you go on a ride then you start seeing everything else which is fine it's not i mean i don't doesn't it's not really a detractor for me i get fascinated by what you can see i love okay so the the red dropout slide what's that one called do we have that? Oh, well, I'll, I'll think we're talking about it later, so I, I don't have it pulled up right now. Well, um, that one, um, yeah, it's right. It's called this. Ko'oriki body plunge. So, like, the red straight-down dropout slide. When you're, like, loading up in the chamber for that one, you have a fabulous view of the entire resort uh, in front of you. Both parks, every hotel, except for Endless Summer. I guess you could probably look at Endless Summer if you, like, craned your head enough. You tried. But it, it's, just a, it's just cool, like, seeing... Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket, and they're just, like, layered at, against each other from this point of view that, like, I never thought I would get from anywhere maybe other than, like, an airplane. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a big issue. I enjoy being surrounded by the lushness of it when I'm on the ground, but then when I'm up in the air, when we're on the, the platforms and stuff going up to the slides, focus I kind really of enjoy isn't the, the interstate anyways. Like, the focus yeah. is looking at the slides while you, you know, queue up to slide them. Um, overall, I do want to give a quick mention to Wet n Wild Orlando that was ran Aww. by Universal for many years. Um, yes. This is the replacement product. So Universal really looked at the market and said, well, Wet n Wild is the most outdated water park in all of Orlando. Yeah. Aquatica was a super hot ticket. Aquatica was kind of like paved the way for Volcano Bay in our yeah. opinion. And so they closed Wet n Wild um, just a few months before opening Volcano Bay. So they really like, they passed on the torch to Volcano Bay. And I think that we need to give credit to Universal for really realizing that what Wet n Wild was and what it should have been and to be a modern water park. People no longer come for the slides. They come for the atmosphere sort of thing. Disney's water parks and Aquatica had shown that vegetation and um, detail and attention to storytelling became increasingly more important. And in order to like fight or dominate Compete, that market yeah. now the water park market which is pretty intense in central florida yeah they really had to step up their game and realize 
you know, create something that was um, on par with the actual parks. And so they marketed Volcano Bay as a water theme park. I will say there's nothing that really makes it more than a water park. Uh, we'll get into that. But it's just a very, very, it is a very nice, nice water, water, park, water park. But it's still a water park. Also, just on that uh, wet and wild tangent, you made that great connection early when we were there that the Ko'oriki body plunge, the, the red one that's just straight down, it is the spiritual successor to the most iconic water slide at Wet n Wild and perhaps one of the most iconic water slides ever built, which was the Bombay. Which is one of the very first. The ori- it was the, the original trapdoor trap body, body slide. It went straight down. And yeah. so even though they didn't have to do it, um, they really incorporated it as one of the main attractions at Volcano Bay to, to have the, the now largest yeah. and longest and tallest straight down trapdoor body slide of um, 128-ish. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. We'll we'll talk a little more about those body plunge slides later. Um, So first we kind of want to dive into the overall theming. So as I discussed, they really had to like fill that void of having an atmosphere, having a story to tell. And in a way, they went above and beyond because they have interaction that no other water park has with the Tapu Tapu system. Yeah. Now, Tapu Tapu is a wristband, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. that you get. An RFID. No matter what kind of ticket holder you are, you get this wristband, mm-hmm. and everyone uses that to reserve ride times or to interact with features around the park. So mm-hmm. on the Lazy River, you can stand, on the, stand on the bridge. Exactly, yeah. like trigger fountains. Or there's my favorite the effect. Pools. Well, there's two favorite effects for me. One is in the walkthrough through the, volcano, the volcano. You can activate like this beautiful wall of twinkling lights. Yeah, that it's like a you fiber know, optic. Yeah, that like um, hieroglyphs, almost. almost like an avatar. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, um, very Pandora vibe. And then my favorite was actually I think the one direct pool, which was um, there was like a the surfboard standing up. Yeah, and yeah. You, you would like touch with your tapu tapu and then the you, surfboard, and you and dive you, underwater. Yeah. And then there would be all these, like, animal sounds. There would be porpoises that you could hear. So there was a killer one we listened to, a dolphin Dolphin one. one. So that was really cool. They just got some really cute. You'll find them all over the park. There's ones that we didn't even do. But all the rec pools and... And you'll find them, like, on bridges that cross the lazy rivers and stuff. And then inside the volcano, too. So Um, I will say that um, there's one thing Universal... Orlando Resort doesn't get enough credit for. But every single one of their three parks, whether you consider all three theme parks or not... Um, they all have a very interesting technological interaction effect that no other theme parks really have. And that's obviously the two Wizarding Worlds of Harry Potter with yeah. their wands. But then Tapu Tapu really is – you don't need to purchase anything for that. You get to really play and interact with other guests and with effects and um, kind of just explore the park. And however cheesy that may sound – I really think it adds like this detail. I had, I had the greatest time just kind of activating these weird things. Yeah. Wherever we saw like a tapu tapu tap point, we're like, yeah. let's hit it. We're let's like, see what we happens. have to do it. It was really cool. It's irresistible. Yeah, it's a it's a component that is not just like unique to this water park, but you really can't do this much in any other resort except for yeah. It's a very wizarding world. It's very like very much in the same vein as casting the spells and things. So it's such a like ha- that level of like interactive audio animatronics and effects and things is a very universal and it's funny because we, we talk about these parks and we read about these parks and we listen to podcasts and watch videos all day every day and i feel like that's just not brought up enough like i feel like it's hardly brought up yeah and um atapu tapu is really a moment for me to kind of highlight that for the whole resort um but it really does give that park an edge um and that's just one of the few details they they 
tried creating different themed areas. They all kind of blend together. I'll be honest. I, I didn't quite understand yeah, what was the what. different neighborhoods at first. Are kind of like, I was expecting something that was a little bit more cohesive. The park as a whole is a very cohesive product. In fact, it's so cohesive that there is really no rhyme or reason, in my mind, um, to where the four different villages begin and end. There's the Krakatoa village, which is the Krakatoa is the name of the actual volcano and also and the name of the water coaster. Only one slide is part of Krakatoa, even though this listed differently. The yeah. park maps inside the park only show one slide, which is the the red the red dropout dropout slide. slide is the only yeah. slide part of Krakatoa. And yeah. then there is thematically Wave Village, which is where the wave pool is. There's a lot of rec pools there, which yeah. the rec pools are awesome. The rec pools are really fun. Welcome to a water park where like the water is actually deeper than three feet. And there, you can actually there's actually go a, for rec a pool. real swim. Yeah, there's there's a rec pool with a six foot. Um, More than six feet because six. Well, no, yeah. I think it's six feet. Anyways, but um, anyways, your entire body is submerged, and it was really pleasant to be at a water park like, where it tall. isn't completely Like our bodies were submerged to stand on the floor of this thing, so it had to be more than six feet. No, I can still stand like this. I couldn't. Yeah, no, but like I am. Yeah, but that's I because get, uh, you're, well, there's this. This is still like this would it be just six foot. Still seem. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. It just. Seems, I mean, it's not six foot in the signs. I'm gonna trust that. It's just that. Oh, the, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you know, it, they have to list that on yeah. the sides of the walls. I only saw the buoys that like represented a drop in the. And in, and um, <laughs> what do we call that? An elevation, elevation, and depth, depth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they have Wave Village, which obviously is that, and then they have River Village, which. One of the rivers runs through there. I guess not made that connection. That that's where the lazy river runs. Yeah, and then you have Rainforest Village, which is where the fearless river runs. The big, uh, but I feel like the majority river. of the park is the rainforest. Yeah, so I don't know. It's cool to have that theme, but there was not enough of a, of a differentiation between and there's them. There's not a lot of signs. Like I don't, except I feel for like it's it's. I think maybe the main goal is so you can remember which freaking locker center you're at because like it's called Rainforest Locker or it's called Rainforest. Water Village. Yeah, I'm you know, sure like, there was some logic there in like creating these little neighborhoods, but. If you didn't look at a park map, you would never know that they had these neighborhoods set aside. And it drew it's inspirations not, of themes from around the world that aren't necessarily respective of yeah. the areas they're in. So there's like a really distinct Chinese theme. Yeah, there, over, there's a Chinese junk ship bar in the Rainforest Village. No, it's actually in the Wave Village because it's part of um, where the Rainforest sure. is. Yeah, because... Yes, I'm yes, talking about the other one. The, I'm talking there's, about there's the two. one next to the Fearless Not River. Not the Dragon Longboat Bar. Because Dragon Longboat is in Wave. The, That's the, the Chinese themed one. There's two Chinese themed ones. I thought one was just like the blue thing. one is yeah the rainforest one. That's a Chinese junk ship. You can tell by the way. The, okay, the, so the, they're the all sails, supposed to be Chinese themed. Yeah, the right. way the sails are organized because the actual like. Um, rock work and landscaping over by the dragon one is yeah. a little more Chinese but that's because you know it's obviously themed to dragon so yeah. anyways there seems to be a little bit of a, of a cohesion problem it's not even a problem the cohesion is really strong but there, the differentiation between the themed areas makes almost no sense to me except for I guess I don't even know maybe because of the lazy There's, river yeah, I just, but then they have the whole theme of like riding on the turtle back on one of their family slides but that's in like yeah, river Hano, Ikamoana is so like themed to whales and sea turtles and it's in the river but village. like obviously there's no whales nor sea turtles in a, a freaking river. river yeah i mean so it, yeah it, there, I it's, mean, just, yeah, it's just, just it's questionable it's just an unnecessary yeah a weird so just so you know there are themed areas but i can't Supposedly, quite understand yeah. what is what um even though there are signs for it it doesn't really seem to line up yeah anyway so um i will say that they have a bunch of really cool looking little beaches it's not like most water parks have like a giant areas where all the seats are and it's almost annoying 
But uh, Volcano Bay has a bunch of really small beaches, whether they're at slide exits or whether they're underneath cabanas. I find it like, unless you really want to be on the main beach over by the wave pool, you have options to really find a really relaxing spot in the shade anywhere around the park, uh, which is really cool. I really like that. It's kind of like everywhere you look, there's an unexplored area because there's just all these little mini beaches, which I really appreciate it. It's so easy to like find a spot that's, I mean, I guess on a quiet day like ours, it's it's easy to find a, a a corner, a nice shady corner with with open lounge chairs, so that you can like if you really want to chill out, like in the uh, in the excitement of it all. If you want to sit on the shore of the the central la- uh, wave pool, which is called Waturi Beach, but you can for do the that. Waturi people, yeah, the Waturi people, the fake indigenous people that inhabit <laughs> the land of of Volcano Bay. I don't um, know how well it's aged, even though the park's three years old. Yeah. But it doesn't part. matter. At least they're fantasy and yeah. <laughs> not like... I hope they consulted actual people. indigenous people when, like... Of what region? Well, here, that's I mean, probably their excuse. There's, like, the a million Well, of it's region. Polynesian. Uh, yeah, I'm, technically it's all Polynesian, because you can get things that are, like, Japanese, Chinese influences and still call it Polynesian, because Polynesia and Oceania... Which would explain because there's also a there's also a, an Australian component um, in some of this stuff like the water slides over in, in uh, the rainforest village like the the Pui'i round raft slides and stuff. There's a lot of Australian accents and um, Kiaoras and you know it, uh, there's moments that it's like it reminds me of, of um, Aquatica, which is heavily which is Australian heavily theme. Australian themed. So it's it's kind of. I think of this whole park as kind of being themed to the to the backside of the globe. You know, the part of the globe that's almost all water. And tropical. And the regions that border that part of the ocean that's so... It's really like the Pacific. It's a, just a, a general Pacific theme. Everything... there's Like every country that touches the Pacific Ocean, you could find influences um, in this water park. At least in my mind, that's how I see it. Um, but yeah, I think I loved like just kind of wandering around the midways, lots of foliage. This park looks great now. It's going to grow in the foliage is going to grow in. It's going to look even more beautiful as the years go by, but you stumble on these little nooks and crannies that have, um, ideal spots for, for chilling out and, and getting away from like the noise and the sun yeah, there's a lot of shade, which is really nice because that's obviously the biggest downside of water parks, especially in places like Central Florida or um, SoCal or anything anywhere where it gets really brutally hot in the summer. It is almost dangerous to be at water parks unless you have shade and hydration. And um, Luckily, Volcano Bay does a good job catering to the fact that it storms almost every day in the summer. Like You need to have places to hide uh, without your stuff getting completely soaked and but you also need places to really kind of take a break from the sun and we really had we, we had good luck with finding spots and i would say that even on the, the really busy day i went last year we had a really nice spot underneath the volcano um which i guess everything has a view of the volcano it's all very strategically placed it's really cool mm-hmm. and another thing i want to give a shout out to is um the locker centers so the locker centers are combined with restrooms and they all have several attendees working the locker centers yeah so like if you have a locker problem there's someone right there with you or if you're a first timer they will literally walk you to the lockers and they will fit your sizes and find the best locker for your needs instead of for you including your tapu tapu so that's a really nice feature that really kind of made me feel like i was really at like a resort and something a little, little more exclusive than a regular water park i didn't feel like a locker center was just another locker center like a concrete pit 
it really felt like it was something a little more deluxe. That was nice. And then let's see what else do we have here. Um, the lazy rivers are really cool. So Aquatica has two lazy rivers. Uh, one that goes really fast, you have to wear life jackets for it, and one that's slow and relaxing through um, aquariums. Now Volcano Bay has a similar setup, but they're their, a little bit larger. Yeah. They have the Fearless River, which is called the God, what is it called? They have the weirdest names here, guys, I swear. I need to always look it up. Please hold. Oh yeah, it's called Te Awa, the Fearless River. Um and that goes through the backside of volcano, so it goes underneath all the slides. It's not as pretty, but it's kinda cool. And then you have the normal waters, um the normal lazy river, which is called what is it called? Oh, it's called the Copico Y Winding River. And that one goes through a volcano and has a couple of really cool light effects in there. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy these lazy rivers, but I just I don't know how much of a lazy river person I am. I feel I feel kind of indifferent about them. I like like, they're the, fun, yeah. but I really am kind of there for the cool stuff. I like can be bothered rides. with the um, with the action Lazy River because I'm just not like I don't feel like putting on a life vest. I did the action Lazy River a couple times. It's cool and it goes fast, but when it's busy, God, you keep just running into people. Um, and I just don't really like the fast Lazy River there because half the ride you're like underneath the volcano, but you're on the backside, so you're underneath a bunch of superstructure and steel and mesh and nets. And it's honestly not even that pretty. Um, but the regular Lazy River was, was pretty cute. There was a lot of vegetation. It went through the actual volcano. Yeah. But I, uh, I do want to say, I, I just don't think the Lazy Rivers are that great there. I feel like they kind of missed the magical spot. I find them one, I find them more fun off-ride where you can, like, you know, yeah, tap Yeah, I kind of enjoy them as, a, as almost more as decoration than as... Yeah, they were they really weren't that spectacular. I wish there were a little, a little more going on, maybe a little more effects, maybe yeah. a little more... See, maybe more tunnels or something. The volcano part is really cool, but it's, like, really short. I feel like we're in a volcano for maybe, you know, maybe 50% of the ride. Yeah. So, the laser rivers are fun, uh, but they're a good transition to the family ride. So, mm-hmm. so how the park works is you have a Tapu Tapu, and if all the slides require you to tap in for a reservation, you have to kill time somewhere else. You can't ride unless you have a reservation for it, or the sign says you can ride, ride it now. right now. And by right now, they mean you can get in the standby line for it now. Yeah, you don't have to wait to standby. You make a reservation for a ride, and when it says you can come back, they're actually coming back to a queue. Which sometimes is really quick, sometimes it's not that quick. But the Lazy Rivers are one of the few things that aren't on the Tapu Tapu, so that's one of the reasons that yeah. they are so Lazy rivers, they're so big, pools. and they're really made for like masses, because on a busy day, you Better Red believe pool. you're going to be sitting in a freaking laser river five times because yeah. you're waiting for a two-hour reservation. Yeah. Or which going again, to a bar, like one of the many the bars. The bars are awesome. Every village has its own bar. I guess that's the other reason. You've got four, four bars, four And villages. drink prices aren't bad. It's usually $12, and you get a souvenir cup with it, like, yeah. a, like a special glass. And then refills are $10. And refills are 10 bucks. These are for cocktails. And then your canned beers are like 6 to 8 bucks. Yeah, you can get a White Claw for like $7. Prices are not terrible. Like, we haven't actually done a whole day yet where we're just going to hang out at the bar just because um, – We've just been trying to chip at it, it without it too be, being too too busy at the park. But I'm sure we'll have a day where it's going to be busier and we're just going to hang out at the bar and direct pools and, mm-hmm. you know. Also, the, another thing that you don't have to, like, tap in for is, like, the family, the play areas, all the, like, the kitty water slides and stuff. They're, they're really cute. They're over by Krakatoa. It's, like, a really cleverly integrated. The natural slope that kind of leads into the caves of the volcano um, features a variety of one-story cabanas. The cabanas at this place are awesome, you guys. There's so many different kinds, and There's they're so all many. beautiful. There's ones with two levels. There's ones with 
They're really stretched yeah, out. Yeah, there's they're ones that are volcano. elevated on the edge of the volcano. There's ones with elevators that take you to the top. Um, they're everywhere. Like, you have a nice selection of... Yeah. Use a travel agent like me. Yeah. And uh, you'll <laughs> get, get a really cool cabana. Because like, every cabana nice. here is awesome. There's no bad ones. There's no bad locations. And it's really cute because we walked by all of them to go through a volcano a couple times. And yeah. every little family has yeah. their own little sign where they welcome yeah. you. And it's, yeah. It's really nice. Like, I would definitely yeah. recommend doing a volcano. Miller family. Like, I, I want to do one. Like, yeah. I would I'll love one to do one someday. When I have a larger party, yeah. Um, but yeah, so on the edge of the volcano leading up to, like, over by Krakatoa and stuff, it brings you up to uh, maximum height level for the water slides for the kids. So it's actually like a slope up. You don't even have to take stairs to get to the little slides um, because of that natural uh, slope. So I, I find that really clever. That's getting really popular with with like water parks that are being built now or like expansions where the kitty slide areas are like a variety of like naturally elevated kitty slides built into a berm of sorts and being able to just walk up to access them um, without using any stairs. So I kind of like that. I think that's fun. I think that makes it easier uh, for people to take part in them and maybe a little safer <laughs> What's, instead of like wet staircases and stuff um, and kids running around. I, I don't know. I just, I, I like the, their, their kitty water area. Some kitty water play areas can be like so ugly and, <laughs> and like chaotic looking. And the one here is not, I feel like it's, it's very space efficient and, um, very, I think it's uh, Runamucka Run Reef is the one that I'm talking about. That's the big one that has like the slides in it. Yeah, so there's only one real kitty area, yeah. area like family area like that. Yeah, variety but then of there's rec pools. Rec pools, which is always nice. The Poco Uli um, Lagoon, that's the one that is over by Oh Yeah, uh, oh, yeah oh No. Yeah, that that's one's a really, really cute. cute one too. And then there's obviously the really, really pretty one that's the reef that we went on. And then there's, I guess, a smaller area that's part of Runamucka area, which is called the Tatiki Reef. It's even yeah, smaller. Tot, like, tot, it's a tot like a spot. Yeah. A splash pad if you will everyone um, loves splash pads but then of course Volcano Bay is famous for like it's high capacity big family rides yes um, so we'll go ahead and start with um, the ones on the southwest end of the park which are located in the rainforest area which is Puiwi of Puhi- Maku Puiwi Puiwi of Maku and uh, Puiwi <laughs> Puiwi and Maku yeah Puhi of the Puiwi of, of Maku yeah. Puiwi round rest rides yeah yeah. So these are the raft. Don't even worry about the names. These, yeah. <laughs> the park refers to everything: round raft ride, teardrop raft ride, you know, family raft slide. So these are the coaster, slides that have like six-person round rafts, where you still have like individual seats. They have. I think this has got to be some kind of record for like family raft slides because they've got. Um, they have five water slides in this park that can seat four adults or more. Yeah. Which is really unheard of because the water coaster can seat four adults comfortably. Um, these the Pawee slides. There's there's two towers of uh, family raft slides that each have two slides each, and the shorter ones, the shorter tower, it, it has the six passenger almost like they're like honeycomb shaped. Like a, 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 any of you ninety kids remember honeycomb cereal? I mean, this is literally what these rafts look like. They're yellow, little um, seven chamber. <laughs> Uh, rafts with you know a hole in the center and six on the outside. The five passenger rafts on the larger, taller ones are more comfortable, um, and I think are more accommodating to like larger bodies. But the six passenger ones again are total people eaters and are a really good size for like little kids. I think. Yeah, it was definitely a tighter fit for the big. Yeah, you got a big booty. Guys, but... Like it's a little, a little harder. But I mean, again, the capacity for these things can't be beat. 
Um, the six passenger ones, yeah, Maku and Maku, Maku and Pui'i. Yeah, so Maku is a, a big version of big the new saucer, saucer slides. Yeah. So you imagine just the saucer slides, but then you're sitting in. Yeah. You're going through them a all lot of, on a six some person ride. Pro slides, like, a lot of Pro Slides' latest water coasters and stuff have like the saucer turnarounds, which are kind of a weird gimmick for us. Like they kind of, they look they're cool. Just, they're just big turns, but um, you go through them so fast, yeah, you like don't really it, get to enjoy get, them. It, I guess it, it's supposed to amp up the G force. It's kind of like how the constrictor. Tubes on like constrictor slides can amp up the G forces, but I, I find those a lot more effective. And we've got a couple of those in this park too. We'll get to in a minute. Uh, but yeah, Maku is, uh, is is the saucer one. It's yeah. yellow, six people, and they have little geysers on every single yeah, saucer. The inside of the saucers have geysers, which is cute. But and there's like, only like three saucers, and it rides yeah. pretty quick. So I didn't think that was the greatest. It was all right. Um, like it's good for families. Like it's certainly a very mild ride. Yeah. That's where Volcano Bay. For a family water park, has a lot what of a intense, very thrilling, very intense stuff. Water slides, and then there is the Pui 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 is um, the green the one. Family tantrum slides, and tantrums are the small pro slide tornadoes. So they're like little conical half pipes. These ones aren't even complete cones. They're more... They're like open they're, air, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Um, these are definitely this the most really rain, rainforest vibey rainforest lights yeah. out there in the rainforest area. If you've driven to or around Orlando and you're on I-4 and the green water slide that looks like is just like dangling outside of the park and over I-4, that's the slide we're talking about. It's got two little horns. Then you, you, you come out of the... You do a... A U-turn into the first one, and then a 270 into the second one, and then a right turn into the into the flume. This one is really fun and satisfying. It's not as terrifying or like anyone that sees the big giant blue um, double tornado wave, the double uh, quarter pipe slide, and sees that and thinks, okay, that's like a little terrifying, like height wise. This one is kind of a good one to start with because it's kind of a milder version of it. But you get to enjoy that rocking back and forth um, with these little tiny uh, half It's funny because the half pipes are pretty small, but the boats are really big. Yeah. So you, no matter what size of party, you will get some air on that. So that's kind of fun. We had a fun – our first visit, we went, just the two of us, um, on this slide. And as, as you would think, because with, uh, you know, with social distancing and with weight maximums on a lot of these slides, there would be no reason for us to like join another party. But – uh, we had a party in front of us trying to ride um, Pui today, and they, they were, were underway. They were too light. There's a father and his son. So, like, all four of us together, which you volunteered. Yeah. Um, I know it's not technically COVID safe, but, I mean, these kids, we, we kind of had experienced a similar thing before at Soundwaves in Nashville, yeah. where we were the only two people. We need at least three people to ride, and we're like... Well, this sucks because now, now it's COVID time. So yeah. You have to ask someone else to ride with us. So we're like, well, let's pay it forward. Like this kid wants to ride it, and his dad is like, well, yeah. fuck, we're not. Yeah, we're oh, well, damn, we're not. Uh, yeah, they waited in line, and you know, we're they, not heavy enough. I guess. Yeah. So, so we, uh, two big boys, yeah. offered ourselves up, and so we yeah. got we got some. Good and the speed staff on that. was cool with it. We were cool with it. Everyone was cool with it. Um, we got a good ride out of it too because they, you know, the four of us together were heavier than obviously just me and Sean in one. Uh, six passenger boat so it was uh that was a really good ride on it too it's if you can get six people to, to ride this thing with you like that's a ton of fun it really i think that's when you really elevate um the ride experience on this thing and then there is another slide tower pretty much on the exact pull opposite of the park yes. um and it's called the um, Honu and the Ika Moana slides. Honu Ika Moana. And it's themed to riding on the back of a sea turtle, and you have to watch out for 
the Wills, which yeah. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure how to store if it's in the river country well, again. Well, I think one, yeah, village, it's, but it's one of them is sea turtles and one of them is, like, blue whales. No, I thought they were both, no, they're both sea turtles. They mentioned them on, them. no, I, I think mean, they said the same that, audio for the well, whole slide. I thought they said it was, like, one was sea turtle, like, the green one is sea turtle and the blue is blue whale. That's how I, because the blue is the one that has the blue holes that you're supposed to watch out for, because you will get wet. Well, that's because you're that a turtle, and it. you there's whales with their blow. Why the hell would you, as a as a whale, be concerned about your own blowhole? I don't know. I'm not a whale. I thought you were a turtle, and I, the blowhole of the whale. Is I'm pretty in the sure way, that that's both, why you are. I think the blue one is turtle. the blue one is representing a whale. I'm and pretty the sure the blue one is representing, representing the part where you are the turtle, and there's a freaking and there's whale, a whale, and you are like doing a heckin' okay. Well, then being the boat is the turtle, it. but the slide is the whale. Whatever, okay. I don't care. Honu These, is the whale. Honu is the whale-looking one, and it's this is the one that's I think the most. I don't even think whale-looking really marketable. It. But yeah, it's, it's a double it's, wave. It's a Picasso-looking whale. It's very mod, um, but <laughs> it's a pro slide double tornado wave. The very first one, one of the only ones. Um, there's actually one that looks just like this in Pigeon Forge now. At, it looks um, a little scary than it is. So what it is is that you have your five-person raft, which is cool. Love those. And then you go around the corner, you have a big drop into a wave turn, which is really cool. The wave yeah. turn is high. You look over the whole, like over the entirety of Volcano Bay. Like mm-hmm. it is a tall turn. Then you have another drop into the next one. one. Yep. But there's so much water slowing you down on purpose, obviously, because you yeah. can't go through too fast. You don't want to carry too much momentum into this thing. Because you'll really fly off the track. I well, feel like off the this thing is so big slide. and beautiful, and the blue is so striking. It's sort of like their most marketable water slide, even though Krakatoa is, is really kind popular. of like the it's crown. It's really popular. But this thing is really like the most striking, eye-catching. According to the website, it's also their highest rated water slide. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's... And it, what's funny is, like, Aquatica next door, like, they put in just a half of it. They put in a normal But they slide. also have um, Ray Rush. But they have Ray I think Rush, Ray Rush, Rush is, kind is of very like, similar yeah, to true. these two combined. Yeah, so it's a cool product. It's enough to make you feel like, well, any single Proslide Tornado Wave is now inadequate. This fan slide <laughs> is a must-do at Volcano Bay, but I will say after a couple of rides on it, I like the other one better, yeah. which is Ika Moana. Yep. Which you can want is, is a one. green one. It is a family constrictor. And it is long. Like, it's it is long. really long. Get a lot of speed. Really good. And um, a lot of fog. So the whole ride feels like it's at least twice the length of Honu. You which get, Honu is yeah. like, the, it's all about the gimmick. It's about the yeah, walls Honu's, and drops. Honu is speed and, yeah. But I think what I enjoy the most You come for Honu, but Moana. you stay for Ika Moana. Because Ika Moana becomes... It comes down to, like, which is more satisfying after you've climbed all those stairs. And waited for it. And Eco Moana is kind of there. It's You get a lot of speed, and it, it, the ride still feels long, even though you are moving at quite a clip. And the constrictor moments, which constrictor turns, constrictor slides from Pearl Slide are slides that feature helixes, and the helixes are a wider tube than the rest of the, the slide, and it allows for a better use of centripetal force. Your momentum that you carry through your slide, through your raft, it allows the raft to uh, really ride the walls. You have, you're not, like when you think about it, it's like a, an inner tube is kind of like this big flat tortilla. And the tube, the slide itself will kind of try to fold your inner tube into a taco. And for a lot of like family raft slides, the the tube the, the the slide isn't so narrow that the tube doesn't really the tube's just kind of squished as it rolls down there and you're not necessarily getting 
um, the G's on the turns that you could. And constrictor slides have become a huge marketability and practicality success for pro slide because I think they zeroed in on that and they were like, we can, we can, you can, you can get the G's and the the wall riding sensation that you want out of a, a, out of a slide that has like helixes and stuff. Um, just by making the turns in the helixes like thicker and then your inner tube has more room to breathe and, and it, there's there's a lot of science behind it. Somebody in ProSlide was brilliant by making this thing, and they're like, you know, it doesn't look that different. It doesn't look like it should have that much of an effect, but it totally does because when you're in the constrictor helixes on they're like on this, the walls yeah. and on the other slides, it's you feel it. You can feel the forces. Oh yeah, the G four is pretty wild. So yeah, yeah that's I. And I, it's I, funny because so this this big the big family slide, the Moana, the green one, that has. You know the five-person rafts, but in the more traditional types of slides that, that Alex mentioned, with just two-person rafts, they have that too. So they yeah, have the, the slide tower slides. called the Tonga of Tinawa tubes, which is um, two sets of slides. Tonga of Tinawa. Yeah. So you have Rocky, which is the which is the ones with the um, the constrictors with the constrictors. So it's two constrictor and then you have Tonga, which is the green and ones. two classic old school. Double inner tube slides. And the nice thing is about Volcano Bay is you don't really have to carry your raft uh, for any of the slides. Yeah, even these so two-person you pick up rides. Your, so even for the two-person one, you pick up your raft like right before boarding. You only have to go up set, one set of stairs. So yeah. one platform is weighing and getting your rafts, and then the platform above that, you have um, the actual slide entries. Um, those are really fun. These I would are really say fun. they are so old school. Well, not really old school. Very they family so friendly and nostalgic, almost. For a lot like of me. parks have slides like these, so they don't. They didn't feel quite as they're special. Not, yeah, they're not as marketable. But I would definitely say if you have to choose one of them, go for the blue ones or the yeah. rocky ones. The they blue have the ones are the turns. constrictor ones. The green ones are, are pretty straightforward. We, we rode one of the green ones. We rode both of the blue ones. We rode the light blue one on Monday and the dark blue one, which is the better one we rode today. Yeah, so if you get a chance, try uh, to ride the dark blue one. Yeah, if it's but yeah, if you can if they, if you retain anything from this podcast, these four double inner tube slides are the hardest to differentiate once you're in the park. Um, but if you can, if you have any power at all in the decision making, try to go for the dark blue one. The teal blue one is also good because it's the other constrictor, and then the green ones are both straightforward uh, inner tube slides, but they're fun in their own right as well. And these are, I mean, I like these because these are workhorse slides. These are the slides that will come through uh, for your kids and your family when the whole park is super crowded. Um, yeah, it's one of the few slides that on a busy day I'll walk Even on, on a busy well, day, I, I you can now, still... I like, waited for it, but I got Yeah, on. even on a busy day when you're tied up in another slide reservation, like, capacity-wise, these ones will be there for you. Uh, and given they're a little more traditional, yeah. um, especially to the public eye, yeah, um, they don't usually crowd. They, they don't usually lose their reservations as quick. Another one that's pretty traditional looking now, also, and it's kind of hidden. I think in the in the mess of bigger and more marketable slides is, is Punga Racers. So Punga Racers has quite the background, interesting history. Uh, Punga Racers opened late because of a bit of a construction delay, uh, and they were a very unique four racer mat slides that were. Speed racer, so you would really go down on mats face forward, and you would go through very untraditional layouts for for mat racers. Yeah, um, you would really have big turns outdoor, indoor, really fast drops, and the runouts are really short and really sudden, like after helix. Yeah, it was actually. I'm pulling up pictures of how it used to look because they remodeled it. They they 
This ride went under the knife. They ended up demolishing like half of the entire attraction's infrastructure um, when they converted this ride from a mat slide to a body slide. So their slide was down for for quite a while. So what happened was that um, it used to be a mat racer, and it was too violent. A lot of people got hurt on it. In fact, it is like... Universal Volcanoes Bay is like notorious water slide that sent a million people yeah, to the yard. They, they became infamous for this slide. All these the lawsuits. I mean, I rode it as a racer, and I kid you not, I got off with like bleeding knee. Yeah. Just like by the time I got to the skim out, um, I was going really fast, and I just like I didn't you lose your mat? Well, yeah, I well, I, I wasn't. I didn't completely mats. lose my mat, but like you're not really able to hold on to the mat very well, and. The mat was like in front of me, and my knees were off the mat, and like we just slammed down, or I slammed down, yeah. onto the skim out, and my knee was open, bleeding, and it sucked. Like it was really painful. <laughs> were, and I, I remember you telling me this story, and I'm like, "Are you serious? This really happened?" And like, like, I, it was pretty mild, but then like other people got knocked out, and some people even got sent to the ER. Some people, the ride was pretty. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was for a mad racer. It was really really designed. So and then they re. It's a pity. Fabricated they, the track. This thing reminds me. You remember the Mach three? Raging Water San Dimas had one that, and like the original big slide complex for Wet and Wild was a giant three slide tower of mat racers. Where well, I do know that's um, are you talking about San Dimas? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. no, because I wrote yeah, those. San Dima, yeah, it's, 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 oh yeah, San High Dimas Extreme and San Dimas is like my favorite slide. Well, there. yeah, the Mach three at, at Wet and Wild or here was the same basic thing. So like before inner tube slides got really big, um, mat slides. Well, the one that San Dimas started as a toboggan slide, and then, and then it changed they, to a mat racer. Yeah, like so a two person, like a two mat racer. The, that one's really spectacular. I feel like this was their nod to the Mach Three at Wet and Wild, but it just there. This was a huge oversight for them. Um, it, but it was. It's a shame that it was such a disaster because, like, it was a really clever setup. I mean, even Google Maps still shows the original configuration. This was the only mat slide that I've ever seen where the mats went on their own conveyor belt up to the top of the slide, so you wouldn't have to bring them yourselves. And it was neat the way that the elevator conveyor system threaded the uh, the flume. Um, it was nice because when you walk around the park, the punga racers kind of hide, like cover up like from the ground when you look up. They kind yeah. of hide all the superstructure of all the slides. Because there's a lot of slides inside the volcano. Yeah, the backside of the volcano is But it's is really open. ugly if you look at it, like, and right on. The stuff that's down at So Punga Race level. was a perfect way to kind of cover up yeah. all of the infrastructure and have, like, slides facing the other side of the midway. Um, now we rode them as body slides, and they were a lot more fun. Yeah. And they were a lot more pleasant. Just still, like, little, still pretty intense. Just like the double fun. inner tube slides, the constrictor slides, this was kind of a nice, like, oh, this is old school. Like, this is a pleasant Being able throwback to, to the water slides of your childhood. And... Definitely Again, a little more family workhorse, friendly. Workhorse slides, family friendly. Not something you're going to have to wait in line for. If you're looking to ride body slides, Volcano Bay has no options now except for... Well, it used to have no options for body slides except for extreme stuff. Because, well, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh no. no. I would say that... Unless, extre- I guess I would that one's say that extreme. My American standards is really unusual. Yeah, because that one they give you a briefing before. <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec. Um, and, but now at least punk racers, um, that used to be really extreme slides, too. Now yeah. it's a family body slide. They still yeah. race you with a timer, but I didn't it pay attention to, be, to it. Yeah, it used to be you either could do the kitty slides, the little kitty slides, or a slide that makes you go airborne into a 10-foot pool of water or a body slide that drops you out of a coffin at 125 feet. There, so there was like had very, like family ref slides or like you're going to cry your way down yeah, slides. Or there body was, slides that will make <laughs> you lose your faith. Like 
So, um, Punga Racers is like a nice thing repurposed. Yeah, it's kind of a pity. It's still a manta ray themed, and it has the manta ray themed little station roof to. Yeah, because you used to ride in the back of a ray. Yeah, the theme was. I'm sure the whole spiel was related to that. I mean, looking at pictures of it now, I didn't realize they did such a major, major infrastructural change. But yeah, they used to empty into like a very. Like not very deep or very long. It was very shallow when like, uh, you would like, slam of, into uh, it. It yeah. was bad. And now, it was so bad. The, as body slides, they completely. It, it looks like it was always meant to be this way. Which kudos to them. It doesn't look like something that they had to hastily change or uh, make. Like it didn't. It doesn't look like something that they did. Um, without much thought. Like, it, it looks like they took a lot of care. You wouldn't know unless you knew. Yeah, sort of you wouldn't know so unless you, you hear this backstory. The little elevator with that would take the rafts up to the top, the, I mean, that's totally gone. Like, you know what's funny? Another thing Underwind changes um, that you wouldn't know unless you know is Krakatau Aqua Coaster <laughs> because the vehicle for Krakatau they are changed different. The they changed up yep. the vehicles for them. I wrote originally, like, a year ago or a year and a half ago with really beautifully themed canoe style looking yeah the boats. long boats yeah but now they're just like regular boats with a little bit of a pattern on the sides it's kind of funny the regular boats yeah it looks a lot like if you've ridden wildebeest or, or um deluge at holiday world or kentucky kingdom like the boats are very straightforward now i think it's probably for the best i think a couple of years with the original boats and the the, the way that they looked and like the marketability of the of the boats and the, the look of them was like priceless but now riding it i'm glad like Looking at point of views with the old boats, it's like you have the nose of the boat like up at eye level, kind of like obstructing your view. Whereas now, like there's no view obstruction. I guess it's just a basic raft. It's a nice looking raft, but it's a basic raft. Um, we like this ride. I know it's not your favorite. Well, the Krakatoa Aqua Coaster is definitely very family friendly. I think I liked it better the first couple times riding it because I had a full boat. Yeah. Um, now the layout. It's honestly not that inspired. Like, there's a couple of moments where it's really interwoven with the exterior of the volcano, and it looks cool. But in majority of ride, it's just turn, drop, lift, turn, drop, lift, turn, drop, lift, and then the last drop is really good. I didn't. I'm always forced to sit in the back because I'm always a large person at the party, um, and so I never really seem to catch as much air except for at the very end of the ride. It's a really good ride, but I do think that for a water coaster, length doesn't necessarily make a water coaster. And Volcano Bay has so many awesome rides, like best in, best in category almost kind yeah. of rides. Top tier And I don't think it's lives. the best like, water coaster. Like I think the water coasters at um, Holiday World, which I don't even like the park, like, <laughs> those water coasters are better. Yeah, than no Tina Shade, but yeah. Um, so yeah I, I, yeah, I like Krakatoa, but yeah, I get to sit in seat two. Sean has to sit in seat four. So I, I even though we're like only a few pounds apart from each yeah, other, yeah, I catch air, you know, coming down each drop while Sean's, you know, bringing up the rear, helping me, you know, get that momentum. So thank you for that. But yeah, I can understand. Like for me, I'm like having a great ass time. And when you're in the seat. turn, I don't feel like that doesn't end. I, yeah. I, I mean, there, it's a really good slide, and that's the one thing we always go to first because yeah. it's really popular. I would say the most popular attraction there. Yeah, and I generally enjoy riding it. But I'm not going to sit here and it's say it's the, the one best water where, coaster because like, I've ridden a, you, better you, ones. You make a point of riding it because that's the most coveted experience. And it's a long ride. Like, I, I am definitely someone that appreciates length because I don't, especially in water parks, man, I don't feel like standing in line for, for stuff or having a reservation for hours. 
and then it being like a 20 second commitment i want something that's you know bang for my buck sort of thing yeah and so even though it's that by far not my favorite water coast in the world i will say that like it is long and um at the end of the day i just want to sit in this boat and get wet for like a minute yeah. and if that is what it takes then i'm still gonna enjoy it it's, so. and it's obviously it's a huge huge crowd pleaser like everyone is obsessed with this ride yeah and um, integration of it's really kind of nice because the station hovers over the fearless river and it looks like an Asian ruin, an ancient ruin. And the um, actual water coaster takes place mostly in the mismatch of infrastructure inside the volcano. So yeah. um, off-ride, it's a very aesthetically pleasing ride. Even when you're in the wave pool and you look at the waterfall coming from the top of the volcano, yeah, there's a bit cool. of slides sticking out. And So I do, uh, I do like what void it fills, and it's really an, an essential yeah, attraction. Yeah, the role the that it plays, like it's, really it's the number one thing that I feel like Aquatic is missing is a, is a true, is like an uphill water coaster. Um, it's got a few rides that are kind of similar. I mean, Ray Rush has, you has know, a, a moment as a launch. Yeah. Um, it does like the white water have the new sheet of water. And then the, the racing new racing slide, which obviously are, that's not, not like, really coasters, but yeah. Not really an uphill water coaster, but certainly a high capacity uh, lengthy water slide experience that um, will be pretty unique to this market. We look forward to riding that when it opens. Um, I guess the last of the slides that you could potentially consider, I guess that's I next is just the body slides. Friendly. You don't think, oh yeah, oh no, are family friendly? Well, I would say that maybe oh yeah is family friendly, but oh yeah. no definitely isn't. So oh yeah and oh no are two very similar slides. They um, are very unique, first and, first and foremost, for the American water slide market or for the whole scene because in europe it's pretty common to have water slides i'm sure in asia it's pretty common too because it's just less of a lawsuit heavy place but um it's pretty common in europe to have water slides that end several feet or meters above the pool and then, and then like, drop you drop into, into deep the deep pool now in the u.s it's almost unheard of because yeah, kids don't have to necessarily swim very well here and you know, people will sue a water park if your kid doesn't swim. These kinds of slides were... I mean, I remember riding them at Raging Water San Jose as a child, but that was... Didn't last. That was in the 90s. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this has been a... It's not something you would find easily somewhere else in Orlando. It's not considered... It's not something that, like, Disney put in their water parks because it's not considered something that's, like, easy for kids to do. And, like, kids can do it. And there's a way... I mean, I mean Volcano Bay did a great job of going about it where like you get a little safety briefing at the top of the slide like are you they ask you are you are you a strong swimmer they're pretty intense about they don't ask part. can you swim and it's fair because um so you have two you have oh yeah and oh no oh yeah is green and has a three foot drop into the pool after you get out yeah um which doesn't seem like a lot but when again when you're riding and you yeah. aren't used to sort of ending when you're used to just ending you're not good at swimming a it's, pool or into it's not a, pleasant a, a slide out and then there is oh, oh no, no which is purple and after a couple of helices, you have a six-foot drop into the temple. Yeah, pool. the ride layouts are roughly the same, except that they're stacked on top of each other with the purple one being, being higher. Being on top, yeah. And they're, they're almost identical, except the purple one is, is just great. The whole ride is raised up three feet for clearancing purposes and for that bigger And they have, like, artificial big waterfalls. I will say this is it's the best. pretty-looking ride. This is the best integrated ride in the whole park. It has its own pool its own kind of beach but it really is its own is little you look thing. at it from the midway and you know another reason why they have to brief you on this thing because you don't know what's happening you get in line for this ride from the midway it's pretty much sight unseen you don't you only see these beautiful yeah. rocks and like this little and you just see that it's a water slide goes up to it with like and a really nice cue 
Um, this is one of the more pleasant like cues because yeah, it's, it's not just a slide beautiful. Tower. The landscaping and period, it's like its own little. These mini are the area. only water slides that are integrated to some kind of like natural terraforming themed structure, other than the volcano or you know a, just a slide tower. Like the family rap slides, even and a volcano the volcano has tube slides. No, the, the ugly backside, but yeah. So this um, is really I would one say of the that nicer the red drop slide and oh yeah oh no are the only are three slides that are completely, completely integrated, thematically cohesive. Um, where you're climbing up these things and sliding down, and it and it doesn't feel like you're necessarily on a like a steel man-made superstructure thing. Um, but yeah, these are cool slides. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, for, I, I it's easy for me to forget how deep ten feet is, and so I'm doing this thing, and I. I, I, you know, because we're big guys and I, I'm hitting the, I, I, I break the surface of the water and I feel like I go so far down. Um, I'm used to jumping off a diving board. And it's so for me, like, it's still like pretty, pretty pleasant. But I, and yeah, I, I will say that that for that reason, the green one really kind of, I didn't enjoy that one. Cause I was, I almost felt like it was so lame compared to the purple one. Yeah. Like the three feet makes Oh no, has a much longer line. Usually it's much more popular. Again, That's oh no, one, the big one. Like the second one. Yeah. The, the purple one. When we went today, that one you had to tap in for and come back. That's where you could ride the other one. Whereas, oh yeah, the green one was uh, ride now. But yeah, those are really fun, and those are one of my favorite slides there because they're pretty unique. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I, I really do look for stuff that is uh, unique to Volcano Bay, and it's just really pretty. I feel like Volcano Bay does a great job of like. There's a lot of attractions that will make you feel that like uh, they're a polished. Um, good looking and good writing versions of stuff that you remember from water parks in the 90s and then a bunch of like really like next gen um, you know state of the art water slide technology stuff like the family slides and um, like Krakatau and the uh, <laughs> the three uh, capsule drop slides. I mean let's talk about it through capsule drop slides yeah. so um, Volcano Bay has the three tallest drop slides in the world. Yeah. Well, the, pod, the drop pod. So for those that aren't familiar with it, I'm sure you've seen a video of it somewhere on social media or on YouTube. Um, it is you stand into a capsule and then the floor drops. It's like a hydraulic floor that like flips it really, yeah. flips it really quick. You can There's hit it. water running against your back. Like you're already in the slide basically. And then, and then the floor you have drops. a much faster start because yeah. your whole body, you know, immediately gravity immediately takes yeah. over. There's no like curving into it. And these have become super popular. They're all over the world. Wet and Wild was now. the original. It's crazy. It was, that was developed in 1993. So it was, a, it was, a, it took a long time for it to catch on. I think Wet n Wild's version was not very comfortable um, at the time, so I don't know if it. Back in the days of the box slide, it wasn't. Yeah, it, 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 I don't think it caught on very quickly because, like, it people knew that there had been an attempt to do this, and it wasn't universally well liked um, for whatever reason. Either it was considered too scary, you know, not marketable, not safe for kids, you know, tears up your feet, like whatever. Um, but then ProSlide and Whitewater West, somewhere along the way, both developed um, better, kind of more comfortable versions. And, and now these are standard because the speed slides of like my childhood, where you you know go down a eighty degree water slide that you just push yourself over the edge of, these are safer. These are a safer ride experience. Yeah, the whole like push over the edge or like the the open air aspect of it is. Um, it's uncontrollable. So you can't, you know, like every one of these pods is obviously indoors. So there's no 
when you drop, even if the slide ends up being outdoor, there's not a lot there's of There's no involvement error. of you because there's you, no go, rider you can't hold on or anything. You're just going. I mean, like Magic Mountain was a perfect example. They used to have the black demon the, drop, the venom drop, venom drop, venom drop, was, yeah. and it was someone, just their perfect yeah, black um, speed slide. And someone either someone was stupid and thought he could go down head like first a running against, start yeah, or and something, and that was yeah. So hospital, Magic Mountain. You know, that, I'm sure there are many other exper- examples of experiences like that. Parks like Kings Island, for example, completely ripped out their speed slides in favor of more family-friendly attractions like a, a Kraken Racer or an Octopus Racer in Kings Island's case. But, um, yeah, you're not seeing a lot of parks build the, you know, push yourself over the edge speed slides anymore because these are just safer. You can't any, – any idiot could just fling themselves off of the – off of the edge of, of one of these platforms if they were so inclined. But with a capsule slide, once you put them in the capsule, you could only you could only do so poorly. There's a much less there's a much lower margin of user error um, once you put someone in the capsule because even if they totally screw up their riding position or whatever, like they're still gonna survive. They're still gonna even if you had a death wish and just were trying to, you know, see how badly you could screw up your trajectory, you're still going to be in much better shape on a capsule slide than you could be on Venom Drop because obviously that dude probably wound up in the ER. I don't he know. Did. He made it, though. He did survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll talk about the universal ones. There's oh, yeah, didn't tra- he land No, he turned on the concrete. I mean, it's, oh, <laughs> it's six miles. <laughs> like, there are no trees um, at Hurricane Harbor. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> so we'll talk about the three... Body plunges or the three um, yeah, drop, so drop off slides. The serpentine slides. Which are the blue and green Kala one. and Tainui. Kala's so we'll just refer one. to them as blue, blue and, green. and green. And these are very important. The differentiation is important. Uh, I will tell you now that if you haven't done any of these or you haven't done them in a while or you think you've done them but you've done like not you've tall done versions. dropout slides. These are nearly 13 stories tall and it may not sound that crazy but it, it they are pretty wild. So... The most straightforward one, and that's the one we'll start with, is the red one. Yeah, the red, yeah, the red one. Yeah, we touched on it a few times before. By now, you already know that it's the most basic. Um, it's just a straight drop. It's the Bombay. It's the or like deep water dive at Kentucky Kingdom, which had the record for highest drop box. There's a reason before. why it has a completely different name and also a completely different queue. Yeah, the weight limit is higher, three hundred foot, three hundred pounds, three hundred pounds. Sorry. <laughs> And, um, and the queue is located next to the reef wreck pool yeah. on the other side. Now, it's actually a really cool slide because it has a couple of really interactive features mm-hmm. that I haven't seen before. So the slide is it is kind of meant to be interwoven with the waterfalls of the volcano. It mean, Yeah, it's meant to represent basically riding a waterfall down the side of this volcano. So the beginning of the drop slide is a acrylic tube that... Blends with the water. So we call like, it the red one, but really only the drop pod is red. Yeah. That's really the only part of the slide that is... <laughs> that's funny. Only that's, drop pod really yeah, is the red. drop pod is red. The rest of the ride is either acrylic or completely Black. obscured but you by can't really see it because the it's uh, volcano itself. Yeah, okay. So we call it the red one that's because the drop pod is red and the logo is red. But in reality, the majority of the slide is actually acrylic or black and hidden in rocks. So the first, I would say about three stories, about the first 30 to 40 foot of the drop. It's a clear tube. It's a clear tube. And you go through the waterfall. So you can see it from yeah. off-riding. You can look at people dropping through the water. Yeah, the wave pool. Or when you're riding it, it and great. you don't have to close your eyes. Yeah. Then you can you look at the at the theme parks and at the wave pool below, and you will you know actually go down really cool. Then there is about, I would say, 
60 to 70 foot, whatever's left, 80 foot, where you're completely in rock work. It's completely hidden, this slide. It's yeah. crazy nice. Yeah, the vast majority of this slide is not visible. Yeah, you, you really wouldn't even know it's there unless you were really looking for the it. The part at the very top that's clear or the part that is on a very shallow slope. It's almost flat, but not quite. So yeah, so once you get all the way down the big drop, you are on a slope that lands into the or ends into the, the splash pool. Splash pool, but that part of that tube actually is in the rec pool. Yeah. So like, there's not a clear part of the slide where like right in between the wave pool and the rec pool. The rec pool is elevated, like one story. So from the wave pool, you're looking up like ten feet up at the um, the reef rec pool up at the reef rec pool and partitioning the re- the reef rec pool from. The wave pool is a it's a good like twenty foot stretch of of this water slide and it's all clear and you just see the people tear through it. It's like however fast they're going. They're yeah. going fast. So yeah, people drop it's the, such a great spectator. People sport. drop the whole like hundred like thirteen stories and then they end up going through that piece the of little clear part. Cle- yeah, the clear part and then they at the fast speed. There's like this rock work bit separating the Clear part by the pools and the splash pool. And there's a really cool water effect. It's a water can. There's a giant water can that spits out. Yeah. Um, it fires every water. time somebody hits the. the um, it's really splash short, pool. but it's very spectacular, and it's almost more of an event off ride than yeah, on ride. It's like, a it's, great I would spectator say that attraction. People always talk about Krakatau Aqua Coast as like the water side of Volcano Bay, but I will personally say that the Volcano Bay like mascot the for me experience is, yeah. this is this body slide because it is like. It is the volcano. Yeah. Really. It's when not you're just, looking at, you know, like, the scenic side, you, we talk, it's like kind of a, the business end and the party side of, of this volcano. The backside of it's, like, almost looking backstage at something with all of the serpentine slides and Krakatau and Punga racers woven into it. But the, the pretty side, that's just waterfalls, you almost wouldn't know. You have to look for this slide. You have to look for that clear tube bit um, through all of the waterfall and rock work because like pictures of it it's easier to see it in person but photographs of volcano bay it's not as easy to tell that there's a water slide right there in plain sight i almost kind of forget unless i'm writing yeah that it's even there because it's and so nice is, to hidden so if you've never done dropout slides before uh they're really fun and if, if you wind up at volcano bay and you've never and you and you happen to have never done a dropout slide before this is the one to start with yeah so generally i would say they are um they're really Almost universally, just great, great slides. But there is there is this point where like you can really push the limits on, on attractions, yes. and um, that's really what they what they did with these. They're the tallest in the world, and there's two that are located the in the rainforest slides, area, which are their own attraction, right next to Oh No No. The oh, platforms yeah. are the same. It's one operational platform, but you but can only queue. And queues. You queue for the red one, or you queue for blue or green. Which is also because of the weight limit, but also yeah, because the weight the, limit, and because really the experiences are vastly different. So then you have the green and blue ones, and um, those are called the <laughs> Kala is the blue Tainui. one, and Tainui. Now Kala is pretty fun. The blue one is your mid, it's your moderate. It's intense. It's very and long. Intense. But it is very approachable. Like similar, I would definitely advise doing that one before the green if one. If you've been to Aquatica, I'd say it's slightly more intense than Ihu's Breakaway Falls, just because it's longer. There's more of it and taller. Yeah, um, obviously. <laughs> or if you've been to like six, any of the Six Flags parks that have these dropout slides with like the helixes and stuff in them. This is just a longer version of that, but it's not. It's not terribly offensive. I don't know if I need to ride it again, but like. I would ride the blue one again. The blue one I'd ride again. The green one... 
The green one is very intense. It's, so the yeah. blue one, um, there's a longer run out after the initial after the drop. Initial drop there's into a, a couple turn. of bigger turns, and then you it go gets pretty tight fast. in the middle, and then you and end then it finishes with, with a helix. big turns. Yeah, and then a helix. So like the blue one gives you a lot more breathing in yeah. between elements. Now the green one is hidden completely the green from one the public. Is... There is no side of looking at it unless you look from the backside. So and it immediately the drop immediately turns into a helix yeah, into an S turn, almost like a immediately double an figure eight. Like it's so the amount the the swiftness and the G forces are and insane. the tightness of the Absolutely turns insane. on this green one. Maybe it's just because like. We're so close to the maximum. I mean, we're close maximum. to the weight maximum. So for so, kids, it may not be as intense. Like, but yeah, if, if you're, you're the less you weigh, the, person, the less aggressive this will be. But if you're like between, if you're like pushing two fifty, um, which of course the cap is two seventy five. So we're pretty much, you know, as big as it gets as far as yeah. Being if you're able like between one hundred and ten and one hundred twenty five, I almost feel like the green one could have an even lower the- height re- or lower weight mm-hmm. requirement because. I almost, I feel like the blue one was was comfortable enough, but the green one pushed pushed me beyond what I would consider to be like a comfortable, uh, enjoyable experience. Now here's the thing: I liked green a lot more when I rode the blue the first time, but when I rode green the first time, like I couldn't even keep my head. Yeah, like I was just bouncing my head. We off were of not the, prepared it, off of the yeah. fiberglass, and like my arms shot shot out of the position because you know you have to cross your arms or cross your legs, and my arms. Um, for some reason, caught air pretty quickly yeah. after the drop. And, and like, when you cross your arms, my arms were like are, the loose, but I couldn't pull them under, up because of the forces. The and arm that, that we cross waterboarded. under is the one that we use to plug our noses. We always plug our nose on these slides. You cross one arm over, like forearm vertical on your chest, plugging your nose. The and other you one wrap you your other arm around it, and, like grab your shoulder. shoulder. Uh, that's the riding position we use, you know, so that we don't get water up our noses and. He gets but a breeze. Sean, yeah. Sean really went through it on his greens. I mean, my greens well, experience was not I hadn't pleasant. ridden in a year and a half, and I, I honestly just didn't remember being this crazy. So going down that drop, my arms, um, I guess, caught air immediately. And so one of my arms got undone, and then the other one got undone <laughs> right after. But I couldn't pull them back up because yeah. this slide is just never-ending centrifugal forces. Like, it's just by being pushed against those yeah. slide walls, obviously. Like, really intensely. So, like, I couldn't lift my head up. And I was just getting all this water, like, in my face. I was getting waterboarded pretty hard. And, like, I couldn't pull my arms back up to cover my nose and, like, you know, go back into my usual position of having uh, my crossed arms. And so I really I really hit my head pretty hard a couple of times, just bouncing it up and down on that slide. Again, I'm really close to the weight limit. Well, not really close, but I'm at least, you know, I'm about 10, 10 pounds away from it. So yeah. um, I am definitely... Like the, one of the heavier guys who can ride this, so um, I definitely had the worst of it, I guess. But yeah, it was pretty intense. I we were, had a good time. We were jokingly, we were like afterward. He was like, I was. He's like, I am straight up not having a good time. Like that was because not then the green one ends with like a drop. With the drop, so you go in super fast. You drops out of a you know like a hundred and twenty five foot drop pod, and you're going through all these freaking helices, and then like you think you're safe, and then this mother effing green slide throws a drop at you yeah. like you are literally face you know, to face airborne. with the top of the slide if this was roller coaster tycoon the slide it. would be like ultra extreme <laughs> and the peeps wouldn't ride it if i feel like if people knew 
what to expect from this green slide, they wouldn't do it. I'll be honest, like on a unless they were toward the lower I end always of the spectrum. But yeah, one. I feel like if you're, I will ride again, but like I need to be prepared. I don't know if it's I could. Intense. I would need to lose like thirty pounds before Definitely I ride blue, it again though. because the uh, the blue ones are right. But like red's my and then favorite. the red one is so pleasant comparatively. <sighs> red is like absolute fake. I never I thought that one. like a one hundred and twenty five foot drop box slide. That's the first would be my idea. Of, uh, that's the first slide of a kind of pleasant. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, it's weird. Like, my favorite part of all of Volcano Bay is the reef. I just like yeah. sitting in the deep wave pool, yeah. hanging over the acrylic slides, seeing people slide by, mm-hmm. looking at the volcano. No kids because they can't swim there. Yeah. And <laughs> easy access to a bar. And yeah. I can just hop out, go onto the red slide, and yeah, slide back the, down to the reef and hang out again. Going to that like, deep end of the pool, area, it's the like, pool it's pretty park. much no kids allowed. Like, unless you're... Again, it's one of those, like, you have to be a good swimmer sorts of things. So, like, there's the the buoy markers that represent going to the deep side of that rec pool is, like, great because it's kind of a no-kid zone. The first um, time we weren't even allowed to go there, but then I was like, can we go here? And yeah, like, yeah, the blue buoys you can like, go okay. through if you're an adult, I guess, and then red buoys you can't pass through. There's a few areas of Volcano Bay that are blocked off right now because you're technically supposed to be wearing a mask when you're not, um, like, going actively riding a water slide. So... There's walkways pool, that yeah. yeah, there's walkways that pass under the waterfalls and uh, a wading pool area that's part of the rec pool that's under the waterfall. And right now, since because of what's technically required, that you can walk around the park without a mask basically, and they won't say anything. It's pretty low risk um, for anyone that's willing, you know, to keep their their distance. Um, but anything that any sort of midway. <laughs> yeah, if you go to a bar, a restaurant, anything like that, you have to have a mask on. But um, if you are just walking around in the open air or going on slides or in the water and stuff, you don't have to have a mask. So even though it's kind of weird to have walk around without a mask for as long, because I'm not the biggest fan of that, yeah. it was fine because we kept our distance, and it's pretty easy in Volcano Bay. It's, you know, it's a big water park. Most of your time is spent away from people. You can really appreciate. And people were good about this thing in the queue, so I will say that. Pool, the, the way the wreck pool is separated from the wave pool by the Ko'okiri body plunge, it's, it's really striking. You can see the, the, the piece of acrylic slide that separates the two um, pools and then the, 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 um, the catch pool at the end that has the... It's funny because the, the very end that. of it, it's like open air, but you guys so fast. Yeah. Like, I didn't even freaking notice. Yeah, you don't even realize. Air. Yeah. I guess whole pizza is open, but yeah. like, I don't even notice that. That's how fast you go. But yeah, I think that's a that's that's probably their best product. There. As far as a thrill seeker, as far as we're concerned, I think a lot of people would still, anyone that just doesn't think that anything that tall or that fast on your back is, is anything more than sadistic, like... Than Krakatoa. I mean, I'll be honest. Be I, it is really enough for everyone. I would say that the reason there's only three of these super tall body slides, even though the water park is very highly attended, um, it's just because it is a niche attraction. Super niche. The whole water park is a great, great family product. I would say one of the best family water park products out there. Almost everything is completely family friendly. And then you have the three body, body plunges that are really intense. And then you have oh yeah oh no depending if your kid can swim it, it can be a family ride yeah I would just I would not say by default the family slide just because um, I mean if your kids are daredevils you know, they can ride height requirements for this stuff is pretty, pretty low. low it's all about weight maximums and minimums um, so I guess as far as like if your kid's a daredevil um, the, they'll find satisfaction in a lot of this especially if you're just barely over the weight minimums on these body plunge slides 
they're not going to carry that much momentum. I mean, they'll still complete the slide, obviously. That's, that's why everything is at a, at a slope, um, even if you would think that momentum would carry you through. Everything's at a slope so that, you know, nobody stops on these slides. But, um, you know, yeah, the less you weigh, the, probably the less terrifying the body plunge slides are. Really, any body slide or any water slide in general um, feels a lot less terrifying um, when you're not carrying as much momentum um, but yeah, I mean, we've been thinking, being at Volcano Bay these last couple of days, we've, we've thought a lot about like Orlando and the water park market, and we will admit that this is the best water park product in Florida that we're aware of, um, if not the entire United States. But I, Universal still, will, for marketing purposes, will tell you, will, will do everything in their power to convince you that this is their third gate, and... While it's certainly a better product than like the Disney water parks or even Aquatica, it's still really audacious to say that this is as much of a gate. The water park is as, no bigger. Also, just yeah, for the record, it's, it's the water park the is same no bigger size. than Aquatica. Like it's about the same size. It's, it's a better use of space in a lot of ways. But yeah, if you're better integrated, like the the the, the final touches are definitely a little more prominent and a little better worked out. At Volcano Bay, but I, w- I mean, there's more slides at Aquatica. Like if you yeah. want, if you want re- real if you, talk, and there's if more you've slides. Been to there. the Disney water parks, like you're not gonna feel like this is that much bigger or that much more. It's just going. It's gonna feel nicer and it's gonna feel smarter, and it's gonna feel like so. This is 30 years of like Floridian water park technology rolled into one product. Everything that we learned from Wet and Wild, uh, from Typhoon Lagoon, from Blizzard Beach, from Aquatica. Um, you know, is, is, it finds a home here. So it, it's it's enough to say that, like, well, this is a water park. This is the water park experience to end all water park experiences. If you've never been to this place and you like water parks, you really you, you got you should go, and, and it's worth your time if you're doing an Orlando trip. If you have even a remote interest in water parks or a remote fascination or curiosity, um, it is worth the effort. Now um, I do want to see what Volcano Bay can do as when it comes like um, their phase two because their the phase two was supposed to come really shortly after phase one. Yeah, it's not even under construction yet. Yeah, um, there's a little plug in the back of the park yeah. um, where they can build the next little loop around. Yeah. You know, there won't be any laser surface there. Uh, I really hope that they go for something crater themed because it's so close to the roads. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We'll, we'll have to see. Given that Epic Universe is currently on hold and yeah. the fact that 2020 wasn't kind of the industry by any means so we'll have to see when we'll actually see the expansion but i do think right now that in order to handle the crowds that they want to see for volcano bay they need to have a little more to do like there's a lot to do don't, don't get me wrong but for what is to be the world's best water park on paper i think they need a couple more slide structures with uh, with some cool unique stuff um, maybe even a water actual coaster like a, a coaster from Volcoma. Volcoma water bombers. Um, and anyone who's familiar with the United Arab Emirates theme park boom, the water park of Abu Dhabi, Yas Water World, which is located on Yas Island, which is um, where the Ferrari World theme park is located. Yas Water World is a spectacular um, Volcano Bay style uh, pro slide showcase, and the ride lineups and the whole theme and feel and energy is, is very similar to Volcano Bay. Um, this park has an actual roller coaster. And if you are familiar with the roller soaker at Hershey Park or um, the Flying Super Saturator at Carowinds, 
Um, there's been a lot of attempts at like little single rail or small gauge suspended coasters where you can drop bombs of water on passersby below. Um, both Hershey Park and Carowinds retired their suspended water coasters. Hard Rock Park had one for one year. Um, that ride has been retired. Um, even Wet and Wild Emerald Point in um, North Carolina had a, a brief you know, experiment with a single rail suspended coaster um, that would drop water on its riders. None of these products have ever been very successful, really. Like the whole, the the single rail suspended coaster as a concept has been very attractive to a lot of clients, and but most have have decided that it just wasn't working. Incident, like coincidentally, Pteranodon Flyer at Universal Orlando Resort is really one of the only examples of a single rail suspended coaster um even though this was this was and it's not a water suspended coaster like so many of the other examples of this ride type were um throughout the u.s and and overseas it would be interesting to see them do something kind of like that like like a pteranodon flyer that's obviously a better capacity version vacoma's got the product and well i think the main thing is that the one way that they really set themselves apart is the interactive features of tapu tapu and so the whole idea of this water coaster is that it's interactive with the um, audience people that's not riding. Ground. Yeah. So it'd be really cool to have like top of top of features to splash people on the ride and vice versa. Um, I think they could make it work. And, and I then, think then they can really claim if, to be a yeah, water theme park. If they really want to say like this is a third gate, like this is more than just a water park, they're they're on their way. They could comfortably say they've got the best water park product around, but it's you're it's still an uphill battle to convince people that it's your third gate but if you put a roller coaster in there like a real roller coaster and it's been done it might seem like a lofty desire or a, a far-fetched expectation but this is this is a lofty far-fetched water park and they've done a lot and it's not beyond the realm of consideration that they would just drop a roller coaster in there you know a water ride roller coaster and say like this is a real this is a major attraction you know this is what you would find at a dry park but it's a water ride for this park and this is how we now anchor this third gate so that either that or a family raft slide that is an uphill slide because this park has a fascination with family slides and we would love we're big fans of mammoth at holiday world and it would be cool to see them do um, you know, a sequel to Krakatau that is the I just think passenger. that the park could really use some more capacity because it yeah. gets really crazy on busy days. So yeah, maybe it's a, not as enjoyable a product. Suspended, so. A suspended water coaster like Aqua Bomber may not be the best investment as far as like cash versus capacity. Um, so, but if they were going to build another, you know, if, if they're looking at more and more water slides, which there's nothing wrong with that, it may not be as revolutionary but if they're looking at another you know adding another people eater that's super marketable i think the the uphill family water coasters would be the next obvious choice um but we'll just have to see i would like i mean i would like to see i guess the disney water parks um typhoon lagoon built their little water coasters as kind of a preemptive strike against um aquatica in 2006 and then uh Typhoon Lagoon also built Misfortune Falls, the family raft slide, as, as kind of like their reaction to um, 
to Volcano Bay. Um, and I guess, like, we've always talked about how, like, Disney World doesn't really treat their water parks like gates. You would never catch a Disney person saying that, like, Walt Disney World is a six-gate resort. They really just treat these water parks as, as, as good, but, you know, glorified, glorified resort, resort pools. pools. It's, like an ups- <laughs> it's an upsell method. It's an upsell. Park Hopper Plus or um, extra day, you know, certain amount of days at the resort. It is a place to put people when it's hot out and it's busy. And um, that is, you know what, they serve a good purpose. They still have really high attendance for that. But I really think if you're going to, you know, seek the best water park experience in Orlando, yeah. you want to go to Volcano Bay. And even, like, Aquatica went a long way to say that, like, well, we think water parks can be an asset, like a major marketing asset to your resort. Um, Aquatica was really the first water park in Central Florida to to take that idea to heart and say, like, we're going to build something that's pleasant and cohesive and... Something that you would want to do for a whole day, and it's not just something that you attach to your vacation package. This is a destination. It's it was I, I think it's Florida. It was Florida's first like destination water park because even Wet and Wild at the time, which Aquatica's biggest competitor really was Wet and Wild because of the of the, the demographic and the location. Um, Wet and Wild was small and and compact and it had some great attractions and i think mostly outdated though and i think yeah aquatica really put the pressure on aquatica was the first water park um i would say outside of disney in the u.s they really went for a naturalistic approach they really wanted to combine off-ride experiences with on-ride experiences like dolphin plunge going through the dolphin tanks i love that ride um having animals um spread out throughout the park having two wave pools two lazy rivers it was one of the first like experience integration interactive water parks and aquatica really kind of like led to what we see now as volcano bay because when aquatica opened i mean wet and wild was outdated like crazy outdated they had to do something so um i will say that um volcano bay really i mean it's the most recent obviously water park i mean maybe h2o live opened later yeah h2o live came later h2o live is cute it's a nice product but it's very straightforward um they're not really trying to revolutionize the industry or reinvent the wheel. I think they're just, it's a good product for the Margaritaville resort. It's a nice asset for that part of Kissimmee. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's also not much to write home about. Um, but it's, it's also a cost efficient resort. And, um, if you're in that area, if you're looking for it, or if you're just a water park junkie, like there's nothing wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And it's a handsome looking product when you're driving down the 192. I don't know if we'll ever go there unless we did something like as media, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, there's room for it in the market. I think Orlando's always going to have room for, for either another water park or a better, you know, for a, a water park experience that's, um, trying to, to fix whatever water park flaws have been, have been bogging the industry down. I feel like it's, it's harder. Like when you go, once you go to a good water park, it's harder to say that you don't like water parks because when I was a kid, I, I liked water parks, but I also felt like they were hot and uncomfortable and ugly and concrete and the slides were too short. The lines were too long. And a lot of that is being addressed, um, by the industry. And I think the handiwork of, of addressing those issues is, is, is very apparent at, at, um, at Aquatica. <laughs> well, it's apparent at Aquatica, but very, very apparent, um, at a place like Volcano Bay. So, Thinking, thinking on those lines, we we thought we would do an episode to just talk about water parks and say, like, hey, we haven't really talked about 
water parks in detail and we've been, we, we've been in a water park mood and, you know, we've, we've really, we're discovering Volcano Bay, even though it's been here for a few years, but I think it was, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we did this. I had fun. I'm glad we have a pass yeah. uh, for all three I'm glad we upgraded, now. even though they're going to be closed for five months. Like I'll look, I look forward to revisiting in April, um, or maybe hitting it again now before their closures. Although, I mean, I'm very satisfied with our visits, but I don't know. I may, I may say that now, and then like by the time November rolls around, I could also say I might regret <laughs> not going back a third time. But we'll see. But yeah, um, all in all, if you're in Orlando and you are picking one water park, I would say definitely give Volcano Bay a chance. And if not Volcano Bay, um, then Aquatica is another good option as well. Yeah. But overall, we really liked Volcano Bay a lot more than my first visit. And um, yeah, it's a good overall product. There's a couple of really great highlight attractions there. So uh, we wanted to just kind of talk about that with you guys and uh, kind of give you our opinion of the water park. And uh, with that, we'll kind of finish the episode. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. We've got a bunch of episodes I didn't uh, think live we'd be already. able to talk about this for 90 minutes. I guess we're not quite at 90 minutes. But. So yeah, check out our new episodes. <laughs> we have um, UK special. We have a special on Fly. We have our Manufacturer Talk part one and two by the time this episode yeah. comes out. And then, of course, the CozyGains.com. Lots of awesome articles. We have a larger team now, so that's exciting. Follow us on social media. And, of course, leave a review. Um, spread our podcast. We're really kind of trying to get the world to know that we also do podcasts in yeah. addition to our usual stuff. So, thank you for listening. Um, I'm out. You're out. <laughs> have a good night. Morning. Bye.